Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. I do, but I love the guests too. But okay, so the random, um, our short discussion. All right, so what what do you think about, and y'all too, but what do you, Myra, think about like a, what do you think about a supervisor that just doesn't understand how to be a leader and balance the power dynamic of being a leader with their employees or with their team? Demon, like the supervisor is to relax and think that they're cool with the employees or what? Uh, why do you think that supervisors and people who usually have a little bit are much more power, meaning in their role in a work setting, mm-hmm. where do you think this power dynamic comes from? Ooh, I don't want to like say nothing where somebody might hear this and it's about them. Ooh. giving me chills I think that oftentimes supervisors that think they have a little bit too much power have a little bit too much power comes with time or time in their field um like for example I think about um for example like someone that I've worked with who let's say because I've been in the mental health field for believe it or not 11 years right? But that's because I started in the mental health field when I was 14. But this person who um, I work with, they've been in the mental health field for nine years, but that's as a therapist. And so a lot of our conversation, because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to charge to work in private practice. I say I want to charge 45 to $75 because I feel like I'm worth 125, but I still want to meet people's budgets. So 45 to 75. 45 is the lowest I'll go, 75 is the highest I'll charge, and they're telling me I should charge 25, and I'm like, I'm kind of not understanding why am I charging so low, and they're like, well, because you're not, you haven't been in the field as long as me, and I was kind of like, okay, so then they had me break down what I want things to look like on a document, so you know, on a document, you could go in, so I put my document, um, the reason why I should be charging this amount is because I've been in the field 10 years. And although I haven't heard my feedback yet, I'm sure I'm going to hear some type of feedback from it. But it just, again, makes me think about, like, the way that this person is supervising, which I feel like is taking it above and beyond that it does not need to be done. It's because they feel like, you know, I've been in the field this long and I should be able to do that. But I feel like a good supervisor is one who hears you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that means they're gonna meet me where I'm at so they might tell me like maybe you should be charging this amount but they're always gonna let me do what I feel like is best as long as I'm doing the job bing 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 yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you spoke up I'm glad you did whatever sheet breakdown you did and like I mean I know we done talked about it but supervisor at least for the in the therapy field I've talked to they always ask me how much do I think that I'm worth 
Because they're supposed to. And that, like, so some shoot, your price might be more than even the person supervising you, but it's up to what you think. Um, But, you know, overall, in this whole little private practice uh, sex section or uh whatever that's been going on i haven't had too much of a power dynamic there where i feel like they're taking their power they actually usually just at least my supervisor she's kind of like she's there we have supervision but she's like do your thing do your thing do your thing yeah it's these little programs (laughs) that i work with that like and not even just the programs because i've had all different types of jobs i worked at like sonic i've worked at you know uh, you know, different restaurants. I worked at Walmart. I'm talking about a lot of times those positions too. Yeah. So the person who, in my opinion, I think that if you are a supervisor or you become some type of leadership promotion role, mm-hmm. I think if you have this power dynamic and you don't understand it. It's usually because you haven't been given that power anywhere else in your life. So right. most likely you know you lack control in other areas in your life mm-hmm. so this position to you is everything Girl. and you're going overboard and you need to stop it <laughs> for real it's not productive to you or it's not productive to those who are working with you like the point of uh, a supervisor is to lead obviously but to be a leader you also have to be a team worker mm-hmm. you have to be able to get everyone together including yourself so <sighs> I made me think about my times at home goods now that you said that because I had so many supervisors where it felt like they were jealous of me because they knew I wasn't gonna be there that long and the way that it was supervised was like this was their everyday life and I had to break it down for them like I will get the fuck out of here quick fast in a hurry so don't talk to me like you're crazy. Like, that's what you're not about to do. Because I came to work, and, you know, during the holiday season, it's a lot of pressure. And they'll be yelling at the workers. And I had to let them know I'm not the one to yell at. But I'm not going to yell back at you, but you won't see me again. I won't return to work. So <laughs> you need to chill out. <laughs> I don't need this job. <laughs> like, everybody hates Chris, Mom. I don't need this. <laughs> My man got two jobs. For real. Yeah. So I guess. You know, I like the short discussion. How do you like that, Myra? I like that, too. I can keep going on and on. (laughs) I feel like even from that, you can, we all, like, for me, how I feel is, like, maneuvering through this whole, you know, supervisory roles of people around me who I feel it can be taxing. I try to be as direct as possible, and I try to, you know, lead by example. Yeah. You have to uphold that that in groups, too, though. Like, when you work in teams. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said that's the same thing you have to uphold in teams, too. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry for those. Sorry for y'all who are dealing with that right now. Um, And if you're the supervisor right now, get it together. For real. So, (laughs) tell us a little bit how the circle went. Oh, yeah. So... So Black Women's Healing Circle Louisville edition was December 30th, um, that Monday. And um, so I was visiting Louisville, Kentucky. That's where I'm my, my hometown. That's where I'm from. And, you know, got to host this circle. And so the space was at Louis Clinic. Shout out to them because they allowed us to utilize the space. And the women who came, thank y'all so much. Um, thank y'all for being vulnerable and thank y'all for being a part of something that I think that is needed. 
um, not just in Louisville, but everywhere. But so I just felt like it was, it was impactful, you know? Uh, you had to be there if you wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> you wish you was there by now. Uh, but I think afterwards, the number one thing that they were saying was like, when's the next one? When's the next one? And, you know, it sad my heart because I'm like, dang, there's not going to be a next one. This is something that's not consistent or at least it's not going to be held by us. And so that's what I encourage them to do. Although Black Women Healing Podcast is not going to be continuing to host Black Women Healing Circles in Louisville, you all can continue to host some sort of circles for Black women to come together to continue the healing journey. And y'all can also listen every Monday when we release podcasts. Um, so it was it was a lot of joy to see that this needed. And that's somewhere where I'm from. So it felt even more like, oh, I wish I could do more, but at least it's a start. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. What do you feel like your takeaway was for you personally? Um takeaway for me personally I would say to continue to continue to be around black women to continue to do what we do because it's needed um yeah I think black in particular black women in general I think a lot of us lack self-confidence and um and self self confidence self esteem i know those are two different things um so i think we like both of them so i feel like self esteem is how you value yourself or how you view others value i believe and then confidence is how you value yourself mm -hmm. and so i feel like we lack both of them and you know it's, it sucks and i i want to uplift my sisters and I want them to feel uplifted and I want them to uplift themselves and others as well. So I don't know. That's my takeaway. Just continue doing the work <laughs> that we do. Yeah. Nice. Hold on, Myra, real quick. You know how you told you we talked about the whole exclamation mark thing? Oh, about black women and exclamation marks and um emails. Yeah. Can you tell, can you tell, say it again? So, cause I think that's a great point of even how I'm kind of talking about how like we lack sometimes this self. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's research. I thought I shared it on the last pod, didn't I? Or no? No, I think it was just me and you. Oh, so basically I was listening to, um, I don't know. Some people listen to Getting Grown by Jade and Kia. They're like close friends with people who do the friend zone. So they're kind of popular for that. But on, um, my bad, it was not them. It was another podcast I was listening to, whatever. So basically research shows that black women tend to use exclamation marks more than anybody else. And that's just because they feel the need to almost like prove themselves and show that like they're interested. So um, in the research study, it was just counting how many times a black woman used exclamation marks and it was like overboard. It was like they used it in areas that could have just been periods. So yeah, you find yourself doing that or something? What'd you say? You find yourself doing that or something? Oh yeah, I've been doing that. It's, I remember we had this conversation, and like I, I myself stop doing it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been stopping. I've stopped doing it now because I'm like, no, I'm not gonna put an exclamation mark. Why do I gotta put an exclamation mark? Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna put a period. I'm gonna keep this open, open ended, open ended freaking sentence. You're gonna figure it out. Like, okay. yeah. 
I don't know if that's good, but I mean, it did make me think like, why do I put so many exclamation points on stuff? Like, right. But anyways, um, I know, you know, you wasn't at Black Women's Healing Circle, but do you feel like rested going into this new year? Um, yeah. So I slept through the whole New Year's Eve thing. I decided I did not want to go out. Cause I was kind of like, for what? <laughs> like, what is the? I don't know. I've been questioning like a lot of things. Like, I want to be more have be more intentful with the things that I do. And so, usually when I go out, it's just because like I feel like I want to go out because everybody else is going out, and I don't want to do things because everybody else is doing them. And so for New Year's Eve, I was like, everybody's going out. I don't want to go out. That's not what Myra wants to do. I would just be doing it just because everybody else is doing it. And so I slept in and it felt good to wake up, see that it was 2020 and okay, <laughs> my day went on. Um, <laughs> it was like nothing. Cause I was like, I, I usually like look for the thrill of new years and I never get the thrill. Like I do the countdown, I scream, but then I'd be like, what the fuck am I screaming for? Like, yes, yeah, a new year. But for me, a new year is a new birthday. So I just be like, okay, ha, like, why are we screaming? Whatever. Um, like, it's not a big deal to me. And so I think that because I did that, I did go into this new year well-rested. I feel ready to, you know, start these new whatever, even though I'm starting new stuff every day. But I feel mm-hmm. like, ooh, new year. I do believe in that thing, like, new year, new goals. I am into that. Um, so I do feel rested. I do feel good. What about you? That's- I ain't even gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> the new year, now I was still in Louisville for the new year, but I flew back in on New Year's Day. And oh, you crazy girl. <laughs> when I got back, it, it did. For this last few days, I have been complaining just like little stuff, like car problems, like adult, like regular adult kind of surviving stuff has just been happening. Yeah, I got a ticket. This little stuff just keep happening. And, but I told myself, yep, yep, no more complaining, no more complaining, it's okay, it's all right, so, yeah, it didn't start off all fresh and rejuvenated, I did go to a boot camp yesterday, though, shout out to uh, Carla, ooh, I don't want to butcher your name, like a fitness boot camp, what'd you say, a fitness boot camp, yeah, so, she's a black woman, and, uh, in LA area Inglewood so she had like a boot camp at the at a at this park in Inglewood yesterday and it was dope it, it you know it felt good she was she had really good energy um and uh it's actually a lot of good like specials going on with different people also my friend Chris um Chris he's a personal trainer he's doing a special right now for like a 30-day challenge are you going to him now What'd you say? You have some people from the podcast party going to him now. See? Shout out to us <laughs> uh, with the connects. But it's a lot of good stuff out here right now for like the, you know, especially like the physical fitness stuff or whatever y'all want to get into. So I mm-hmm. might join a little challenge or something. Same. So what are some of your goals for the um, new year? All right. Do you believe in new year goals or what are your thoughts? Yeah. So... I mean, I just, I just think that we should be making goals all year long anyways, 
So, I mean, a new year is a good way to kind of jump start it, but I'll, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to knock out goals all year. I create them as I go and try to knock them out. So the only thing that I noticed, I noticed last year toward the end of the year, I was drinking alcohol a lot more than I usually have. I've never been like a big drinker, um, you know, kind of drinking every blue moon, but toward the end of the year, I was drinking like every weekend um especially like going out and I don't drink by myself I never do and I don't drink when I'm like sad or mad or nothing like that because I have a lot of thoughts on like the connections to it but um my own personal stuff and so but I was still nevertheless drinking alcohol a lot more so one I noticed that I'm gaining weight not only because of alcohol but I also eat whatever I want to and I also have not been working out I haven't been dancing doing anything and uh but two alcohol most definitely is um you know what's the word it, you know it's it's a lot of it's a calories what i'm doing before mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of calories yeah so i'm going to chill out on the drinking i don't know like my exact thing but for sure it's not gonna be every weekend so so that's your then, to chill out on drinking what'd you say oh no go ahead what you got to say? I thought you said, my only goal is to chill out on drinking. I was like, that's your only goal? I don't sound like you. <laughs> no, chill out on the drinking. And then also, um, I want to, um, I want to stop. It's not, I want to be more positive about my, my complaints. I don't know. Okay, so nothing's wrong with, I don't even want to call it a complaint. And nothing's wrong with identifying problems that are happening in your life. Nothing's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a problem when you become consumed with it. Mm. And so you, you start getting this problem-saturated thought process. And then you something everything that happens, you, your shoe becomes untied. And you're like, oh, my goodness. My shoe's untied. Everything's going wrong. Mm. And... I do not want to get into that and sometimes I have a tendency to get into that so I want to practice uh being mindful of other things that are happening and changing kind of my cognitive um distortions as we would call them and and to travel and do black women's healing circle all over the U.S. (laughs) you know yes so traveling, black women still in circle, health overall. That's your goals? Yeah. I might wanna I want to be more intentional in my relationships. I want more male friends, but not even like romantically, but just in general. Like I've had male friends before, like where I'm from in Louisville, I have male friends, but for some reason out here, I haven't been able to get, like, strong connections with males where, you know, without it being, like, you know, romantically. So, I want to get more male friendships. <laughs> Why is that important? Um, I just think that I like to be around different types of energies, and I think that it's nice to have this balance of masculine energy and feminine energy as we have talked about although it's all in us it's all in us I like to have the balance um and 
you know, it is a certain things. I don't want to like put everybody in gender roles, but just like if I'm having, <laughs> if I'm having car issues, <laughs> it would be nice to have like a male to call who most, most likely maybe knows about it. They might not, don't get me wrong. Cause I can do a lot with cars. I know how to, you know, change a tire and do, do a lot too. But, um, but not just stuff like that. Just being able to have a different perspective and, um, I have a lot, a lot of female friends and associates, mm. uh, which I love and I'm super happy about, but I just want to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. have different types of relationships. Yeah, I definitely agree. I have, <laughs> so one of my fears is always like, I'm gonna get into a relationship and the guys I'm like, you have too many guy friends. Cause I always try to have a 50, 50. And I definitely see the benefits of having both guys and girlfriends. Well, I could. <laughs> Because you hear a different perspective. Like, I'm quicker. So, two of my best friends, they're guys. They're both, they both identify as straight males. Um, We have no attraction to each other. It's always just been, like, family, basically, because we're so tight. But the perspective that they give me is more, like, I don't want to say analytical. Because, you know, as women, naturally, we're just emotion-based. But I feel like I'm quicker to go to my male friends with issues because I feel like they'll give me more. I'm more of a solution person. Like when we talk about stuff, I don't want to hear, oh, oh, this, oh, that. I want to hear a solution. Like I want to talk things through. And that's what my male friends seem to give me. So that's why I'm like, I always got to keep a few in my corner because I know my female friends, how they're going to respond. I just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like sometimes I just like, I just want to call Kevin or Moses. And I do look at my um, close guy friends. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the struggle over here with those. But, um, yeah. So, those are some of my things. I probably have a whole list of things. I'll I'll do a um, – I'll sit down and do something. To really- <laughs> you say I'm going to do a vision board. I was going to say you lying. No, I use – you know, I probably am. I'm up here. I probably will. I'll get – Last year, I did one at my house. I'll do one, too. Um, I'll do something here probably in the next, either this month or early February. Because, um, you know, I do like to put stuff down on paper. And, you know, I really do feel like it helps. So, I am going to. So, what about you? What are your goals? <laughs> Why you say it like that? Because <laughs> I don't want to have a resolution. <laughs> goals yeah um okay my number one goal is to read at least two books a month I was saying two books a week but now I'm thinking about it that ain't realistic so yeah so I'm gonna do this two books a month actually my job they made us do um they made us write down our values so you have to pick your top three values and based off your values you have to make goals based around them and I was like, oh, I've never done this before. And then yes. if you don't like live by your values all the time, you have to make goals centered around them to help you live by your values. And I was like, this is good. Okay. And they had to, the goals had to be things that had no like set like limits. So for example, how I'm saying two books a month, instead of saying that it would be like to read more in the new year. And instead wow. of saying like, oh, I'll call one family member a week, it was like, I'll be more intentional about speaking with family members. I was like, mm. this is good. So I'll just share my goals from that. So I'm going to still say the two books a month because I need to read my books. I have a lot of them. Um, read two books a month and spend more time being unproductive because 
literally my friend was just over here and she was like about to ask me when do I not do stuff and in, in the moment she was going to say it I was like yeah I gotta comb out my weave here before I wash real quick and she was like damn girl I do not do anything so yeah I want to spend more time being unproductive um I also want to get in the gym in the morning because I've been going at night which I'm like I don't like going at night I like going in the morning because I feel like it has a you have a better day um and I want to do one new thing a month so I kind of made it a list in the back of my planner so I want to get into pottery well I want to try pottery um I want to try a kickboxing I'm gonna do all these things probably one time <laughs> I want to go to kickboxing class um I don't remember what else I have but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not one of those people that makes a long list of goals because I'm not going to complete them all. So I try to keep it short and simple. That's so good, though. Those are really great goals. I'm trying, girl. I'm trying. That's dope. Okay. Um, shoot. I don't know. I feel like that, you know, at this moment, we've probably been, this is our 15th episode? yeah this is our 15th episode which is huge shout out to us y'all um shout out to y'all for listening it's a whole new year we encourage y'all to if you believe in the resolution thing do your thing if you believe in just continuing to create goals and continuing to try to do better we encourage y'all to do that we will be with y'all we here um okay, so how do you actually reach goals though like what's your Cause okay. we can just tell them our goals and just be like, all right, good luck with your goals. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> teacher, professor. Um, so I believe in like the whole smart goals thing, the whole specific, measurable, uh, achievable, realistic, and I think the last one is time, timeable or whatever. Um, so they're smart. It's what it called smart goals. I believe in that. So anytime I create a goal, I think of all right, is this realistic? Um, you know, some, it is nice to be specific, but I do kind of like how your job told you to kind of just like not say it's going to be two books, but I'm going to read more because then at the same time, it, it doesn't make you feel like you feel just because you read instead of two books a week, you read still more than you did, you know? So um, I keep track of my stuff. I have a calendar. I use my phone. So something I've been trying to do every day um, on my phone, I create like a little to-do list. And um, that's really been helping me because when I was in college, I really operated off using like passion planners and the whole, you know, planners. But now my phone has actually helped me a lot more. Um, I guess for... For the traveling piece, I like we got a travel buddy now, aka Myra. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it helps a lot when you have somebody who travels and who knows and who's keeping you accountable. Like, let's get these tickets. Right. So that's help. That's going to help me, and that's already helping me. Um, as far as the alcohol thing, I feel that I just have to, like, I don't need alcohol to have fun just because everybody's drinking. I don't need to. So my plan is to, if I'm going out, I'm just going to get, like, a water. Or I'm going to get some cranberry juice. You know what I'm saying? Guess I like, you know, ginger ale. Uh, <laughs> so if I want to just have a drink in my hand while I go out or whatever, then I'll just get, you know, something that's not alcohol. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Um, the whole male friend thing. 
don't uh, know how I'm gonna do that yet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can technically just, I don't know. That was weird, y'all. I don't know. Mara, you got any suggestions? How am I supposed to find male friends? I like platonic? Fine. Huh? It'll just come. Like, that's not something you gotta search for. It'll just come. No. What do you mean, no? No, they don't. Do, do you understand? I've been out here for, like, as an adult, it's really hard to find, like, platonic male friendships. Okay, well, you're in L.A. You're in L.A., so let me open up your eyes. It's hard to date people, and it's hard to have male friends. So, like I said, it's going to have to come to you because <laughs> you live in L.A. Uh, basically, y'all, I'll be working on that go next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that goal is be for the next few years. Um, I wouldn't really say that's like top of my list, though. I'm just throwing out stuff, so I'm not really pressed for that one. Yeah. But I guess it happens. It happens. What else goal that I have? Um, all in like um, that's it. I think I don't know. I think that was it. Yeah. So, you know, just keeping, if I need an accountability partner for certain stuff, that's something I'm going to utilize this year, too. Like, people who can be my accountability partner because <sighs> it's needed. <laughs> it be needed. Yep. All right. What's your, what's your thing? How do you keep track of your goals and how do you, how do you do your thing? Um, I usually have a, so I'm funny with like my vision boards. Like it'll have, I don't do the collage thing. Like I'll put pictures, but I don't do the collage thing. I write like the stuff on the board, which some people think is weird, but I'm not about to sit here and be clipping no shit for no magazine all damn day. <laughs> like people think that's fun. I don't think it's fun. Let's just get to the point. So I usually write down my goals on the board and I usually have it right where I brush my teeth. So it reminds me um and I do use the passion planner so I usually like have everything pretty much planned out but mainly just writing it on the board because for a minute I wasn't using a passion planner so being able to just to like look at it helps me out I try to make myself my own accountability partner because I just think like the person who's really going to get me to where I want to be and knows where I really want to be is myself Um, my friends do kind of push me but yeah I try to just remind myself with that having that there when I brush my teeth so it's like when you brush your teeth, it's on the wall? Yeah. It's literally like the way my room is set up, I have an area outside of the, so my bathroom is a toilet and a shower. But when you come out, it's another room where it's a sink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's on the wall right there. I need to take it down, though, because it's old. I accomplished everything on it, so I need to get a new one. That's a good place to put it, though. And then once I achieve something, I check it off. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that. I have usually when I do it, girl, mine's are in my closet right now. For, so what's the that? You can't see it. I know. Um, I had it. I had it in. I had the one I did in 2018 spring, so it was out. But the one I did last year, once I moved, I just put it in my closet and then never put it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then it won't get done. I mean, girl, some of that stuff still got good. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah, you see, I don't do the whole collage thing. I mean, I have pictures of like words that relate to me and pictures of places I want to go, but that's it. 
Yeah, I remember my friend Liz, y'all. She did this. Um, she did this one vision board last year at my little party, whatever. Where she had words and pictures. Like she had, I can't explain it, but it was like structured, really dope. Uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, everybody has their own little like recipe of how they like to do it. Um, some people get really into it and they like the artsy craftsy stuff, and that's just not my thing. So I just pass on that part. <laughs> yeah. So you got a book for us this week? What'd you say? You got a book to share for us? Yeah. So um, they're my, it's a book that has been sitting on my bookshelf. I've been wanting to read it. It's the post-traumatic slave syndrome, uh, America's legacy of enduring injury and healing by Dr. Uh, Joy DeGruy. And um you know, it's been sitting because I knew this book was going to be so traumatic. <laughs> and I, I've been not wanting to even deal with it, to be honest. So I read this book during the break. I still got a little bit left. But um, I mean, really, Dr. Joy DeGruy, she just kind of breaks down how uh, Black people through, you know, our history of being enslaved, uh, like have a traumatic slave syndrome that she's uh, pretty much coined. And how she describes it, I'm just gonna read it for y'all. She describes it as post-traumatic slave syndrome is a condition that exists when a population has experienced multi-generational trauma resulting from centuries of slavery and continues to experience oppression and institutionalized racism today. And kind of how it's, I guess, diagnosed or whatever you want to call it is by using um, these acronyms M plus A, which is kind of M plus A equals P. So M stands for multi-generational trauma together with continued oppression. So what that would mean is like, kind of how in our everyday life as black people we struggle with you know certain jobs being discriminated by our hair and uh you know police brutality and um you know being um being kidnapped and nobody talking about it um you know incarceration and then she talks about the a stands for absence of opportunity to access the benefits available in the society um, so what that means is, so they talk about, the world talks about all this, act, all these opportunities, all these benefits that's created, but how are we gaining access to them? And I always talk about that, um, cause it's like all these programs, but one, how are people supposed to know about the programs? But, is, but two, how are people supposed to even gain access to them if they're not, their, their mental health, their basis has not been helped? So how am I going to take advantage of a program when I'm suffering from um, this continued oppression? I don't even, I can't even get there if I can't get my mental health right to be able to take advantage of a program. So these things lead to post-traumatic slave syndrome. So I haven't got to the end yet, so I don't know yet what her, um, <laughs> what her solutions are. I know she has them in here. Maybe I'll share that next time. But this book is super is deep y'all obviously we gotta continue talking about 
that we do still we're still oppressed as black people i don't think that um I think it's a healthy balance. So people be like, oh, it happened, you know, 400 years ago, all those things. But it's like, no, it's things that still have happened. It's the after effect Mm -hmm. and not just going away. And so I feel like right now, it's like a balance of still living in in this this white supremacist, uh, whatever you want to call it, country but also understanding that there have been some changes it has been but you know it's stuff still is happening that we have to acknowledge so yeah so i encourage y'all to read it wow okay that was deep all right so what i'm gonna share and i feel like i got the name wrong i'm saying it's called good girls but i hope you think it's called bad girls um it's on Netflix, and let me check the name because I don't want to be telling y'all that it's called Good Girls and the shit's really called Bad Girls. It's called Good Girls. Okay, I was right. So basically, the show Good Girls is season two now, but it's basically about like the things that people end up having to do for money and how they could get like caught up in stuff when they do that. And so it's three friends, and they basically end up scamming and robbing people, and they're robbing like their local grocery store um and the main person that they're scamming ends up like being involved in like some mafia like stuff and so they end up getting like caught up it's like funny but it's not funny at the same time you gotta watch it but you'll be glued like the show is so freaking good um had nothing to do with our podcast today but it's called good girls oh yeah so netflix yes you watch it i watched the first season so they just uploaded I sound so hard up. Just upload the season. Yeah, they just the second season. Yeah, I want to watch it. It's good. You be glued. Or at least I be glued. It's good. I'm going to have to go get into it. But yeah, that's it for today's episode. Um, Shout out to y'all for supporting us. We're almost at episode 16. That's pretty big. Um, Y'all really been rocking with us. I see that Black Boy Joy is one of our most streamed episodes and our episode about body image. So we see y'all definitely like when it's just us too. So we'll give y'all some more episodes with just us of random topics that we come up with because we don't usually plan these out. But we'll also continue to have some special guests on throughout the year. Um, And we'll also be sharing more information about our upcoming events since y'all seem to like those too. And yeah, again, shout out to y'all for the support and 2020 will bring a lot of great things. Peace and blessings.